Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of The Dark Parade. Uh, it has been a while, but this is going to be an episode with an honest-to-goodness guest on it. I am joined today by our old pal, Richard Glenn Schmidt, of uh, Hello, This is the Doom Show, even though that show is temporarily on a hiatus. Um, but we talk about that a little bit. Um, but more importantly, what we were talking about is a movie... Uh, called The Japanese Evil Dead, a.k.a. Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. Uh, we also debate <laughs> where the emphasis ought to be in that crazy title. But I think you're really going to enjoy this. We had such a good time talking about this movie. Uh, the movie itself is available on Shudder, so I encourage you to seek it out if you have never seen it. I, I So far, everyone who has watched it has had a really good time with it, as long as you can enjoy a lo-fi kind of horror movie, you're really going to get a lot out of it, I think. Uh, so anyway, it's been a while since we've done one of these. Thanks for sticking with me. I plan on doing, uh, these shows, uh, with a lot more regularity to the tune of about one a month. That is me and an actual guest, as opposed to the heart of horror and what you watch in episodes and maybe keep these solo episodes down to one, maybe two a month. Uh, but we'll see how all that goes uh, again. Schedule is always in flux, but you know, getting there. So, uh, thanks for hanging with me during all the, uh, schooling and stuff like that as I was finishing my degree and working on, uh, the, the test to get my license to teach and all of that fun stuff. Uh, and all of that is pretty much done at this point. Uh, so, you know, once I actually start teaching, we'll see how things go. But, uh, as for now, uh, things have reached a nice bit of equilibrium. And so, enough of that nonsense. Let's get to the actual show part of the show uh, with Richard Glenn Schmidt and uh, Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell. Enjoy. Speaking of tangentials, <laughs> that, that's the, the way to start this episode. Uh, the shrunken tangentials <laughs> of... Of our, our subject tonight. Um, obviously with me uh, here is the the estimable Richard Glenchmidt, known as the notorious RGS around these parts. But when, <laughs> when it comes time to talk about weird Asian movies, there is, like, whether it's an Echo Echo Azarak, whether it's a Tomie, uh, oh, God help you if you got a Tomie on your hands. Oh boy! Oh, that's going to be rough business for all involved. Um, anyway, no matter what it is, uh, I, I turn to you because I know that you enjoy a lot of this weird stuff the way I do. But here's the thing: I don't know, and you've probably told me this, but I mean, who can possibly be bothered to remember things that people tell you? Um, <laughs> what What is your opinion of the Evil Dead franchise? Something I. I for some reason, I think that you are negative on at least some mm. of that. Mm. But maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe I'm thinking of Jamie. Well, first of all, yes, I have a type. Yes. When it comes to films, these Asian horror movies, I got to gotta have my, my jam. I can have my Tomie t-shirt on because people got to represent. Mm -hmm. Because people still don't appreciate her enough. Like, not so much as, I mean, she's getting some representation. They got the new Junji Ito series coming out. But man, people have tried so hard to forget the first eight Tomie movies that exist, and I think it's just because they have terrible distribution. But yeah, 
yeah, evil I mean, dead. Uh, right. I mean, I, now that <laughs> I, I just look behind me at the shelf where it's like, look, I got like this whole row of Tomie movies yes. that I've had to source yeah. from various places. But there, there is that one pretty good package that has, you know, four or five of them together. Yeah. So. Wildly out of print. Wild. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe I can send one of the kids to college on that or something. There you go. Yeah, get that Tomie money. Right. Yeah, Tomie uh, <laughs> is responsible for education. Uh, and doesn't she really teach us all a lesson? I think I think so. She taught us to love. <laughs> Thank you, Tomie, for teaching us to love again. Would that be love, kill, repeat? Yeah. Yeah. Tom- oh, man. That would be a great. It, was that a Tomie subtitle somewhere? Love, kill, repeat? <laughs> it ought to be. <laughs> it should be. Um, uh, but yeah, Evil, evil Dead. For, uh, I got into they're one of the like the, the touchstones of my horror movie education from uh, Stephen King's World of Horror, aka This Is Horror from the eighties, and they oh, were talking so about good. the the rivalry between Wes Craven and Hills Have Eyes and uh, Evil Dead with Sam Raimi was very intriguing to me. And I did it. I did it. Even though they were hyping Evil Dead 2 really hard, I felt I needed to be a completist and do Evil Dead first. So I rented Evil Dead and was just terrified, like completely blown away and was relieved by Evil Dead 2 being so fun and mm. being so I mean, it's more disgusting, but still just not not scary to me. I, I don't know. Maybe as a kid, I just the, the comedy was so great. Um, and I did have a brief period where I didn't love Army of Darkness. Um, I saw it in theaters when it came out in the 90s and when I wasn't into horror movies, that one was one I was really reluctant to revisit. I just, you know, got bad about it. Mm-hmm. But no, I I really do appreciate Army of Darkness, but I think my favorite's going to be part 1, uh the remake. I love the Evil Dead remake so much. Have you seen nitpicks. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. A couple nitpicks, but I, I, like overall, that Evil Dead remake is magic. And Did, of course, the series. I, I'm going to tell you not to watch it, but uh, have you seen the trailer for Evil Dead Rise? I did my thing where I just watched like 20 seconds of it. Yeah. And I went, yep, that's for me. That okay. is for me. I'm totally down. I, I've seen two trailers for it now, and I, I kind of regret seeing the second one, I think. Um Uh-oh. But not not because it made me want to watch the movie less. It was just like we were talking about before we start recording. But, you know, it, it is that thing of, oh, well, now I know some beats of the movie that maybe I didn't want to know. Um, Too much. Yeah, yeah. But it looks good. It, it looks like it's kind of carrying on in the spirit of that remake of, like, let's yeah. just get gnarly with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, of course, Ash versus Evil Dead, I was shocked um, by the, how great that was. I had yeah. a couple of episodes that I felt like they were spinning their wheels trying to get to the same like episode number, like episode count as previous seasons. But I would forgive those now. If I, I if I watch the series, I just remember where those were and be like, ah, whatever. But no, I, I'm a, I guess I'm a big Evil Dead fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a shockingly solid franchise, you know, for obviously the early stuff like Sam Raimi... The, the Evil Dead movies are where it, he kind of shows off the most and gets oh, yeah. most directory 
Uh, other than uh, Drag Me to Hell, you know, Drag Me to Hell was sort of a return to form for him of let me just be weird and gross and throw the camera around all kinds of crazy ways and stuff. Turn turn that amplifier up to 11. Mm-hmm. I remember that movie was fucking loud. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. The only movie um, that was louder than that in, in like memory, in a recent memory, was that last Resident Evil movie, the um, Return of Raccoon the last City. One, uh, the last to one with, no, the last one with Mila. Oh, whoa, 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 the yeah. last one, the last proper one with Mila. That thing was ear shredding, <laughs> ear shreddingly loud. And was was really funny to me was my friend, uh, his wife was with us, and she fell asleep and slept through like forty minutes of the last, like the last forty minutes. She was unconscious. Was she drunk? No, she was just. They were in. A, they're in a band, and I oh. think that uh, sleeping through loud things. And plus, I mean, I wouldn't say that movie's bad, but it wasn't holding her attention. <laughs> it's. I man, I have such a love hate relationship with those Resident Evil movies. Too. I bought that box set, and it has sat unopened for years. I keep threatening to watch all those because mm-hmm. I love the first couple of them so mm. much. And then all of I I have found that all of them are at least watchable, uh, even when they get real stupid. Right, and there's almost that moment where it gets stupid enough that it becomes ultra entertaining again. Yep. yep. And oh, yeah. but I do remember the last couple <laughs> being such nonsense that I was like, I'm not even like I don't understand the plot enough to think this is stupid. I just don't understand <laughs> it. I'm just confused. What ha- what happened? Paul W.S. Anderson, what am I supposed to know about these people at this point? He doesn't know. He had no idea. Everyone's a clone. Why is everyone a clone? I'll, you know, it's like those last couple of Underworld movies, too. Oh, I was yeah. Like, I was like, you know, this palette, this color palette can go fuck off right now. <laughs> I don't want to look at this gray shit anymore. Yeah. It's like uh, that zombie movie. Speaking of zombies, uh, Undead. Yeah, that, that Australian one that's getting a, a Blu-ray, and I was like, looking at the screenshots, like, ooh, they really made a choice of that color palette. And the uh, the reviewer on uh, Mondo Digital was like, no, this color palette did not age well. This looks like garbage now. <laughs> yeah, I should go back and revisit that. I, the thing I remember most fun. about Undead was how bonkers the end was oh yeah that it just takes that crazy left turn it's like oh okay well more people need to go for that yeah Yeah, there there was that zombie movie um uh, it was called ravenous the translated title was ravenous Mm -hmm. but it was not the uh the cannibal movie ravenous this was a french zombie movie called ravenous from uh, da, 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 da. I know the movie you're talking about. It's been a while, but yes. It was 2017, and it was uh, Les Affames. I I'm, I'm, cannot speak French, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, French-language Canadian horror film mm-hmm. from 2017. Cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, I it remember is, that being quite... With, is that the one with all like the weird. chair piles yes. and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yes. That's a really good wow. movie. Wow wow yeah that was a breath of fresh air yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's tough to find a really unique zombie movie and that certainly was that felt different enough to warrant its existence unlike yeah. 
any number of movies starring Bing Rames that are <laughs> the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead. Because uh, he, it feels like he was in three or four that were like, you know, last, last days on Earth and zombie apocalypse and stuff like that. Uh, All right. In my later years, I am now more uh, House of the Dead than I am uh, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Oof, boy, that's a choice. <laughs> Although I do like, I like Jurgen Prock now in that I think he's having a lot of fun. And the fact that Clint Howard is along for the ride also <laughs> makes me happy in and, that. And 25 minutes of the movie is them walking across the front yard of a house. <laughs> yeah. But the action sequences do not they are entertaining oh, yeah. but they're not well done no they are <laughs> they are uh um not i'm trying to think of the phrase they're uh they're not a part of the movie is no like, like uve bull clearly saw the matrix and said oh i should do that yep and i can, I can burn up some running time with this business so all right well all right getting speaking of burning up time with business <laughs> so all right so i i for some reason i thought you were softer on evil dead 2 uh than you are um but i think i saw did i i know i saw evil dead first i've probably told this story before but there was a place in uh my hometown where i live right now and uh it was called camera world but they rented vhs tapes and they had a catalog of every VHS tape you could rent from there. And it was pretty big. And the description of... And I used to go through as a kid and like circle the movies that I wanted to rent. Because I didn't have a lot to do. This was before the days of the internet. I couldn't just, you know, be on a bulletin board or, uh, and, and talk about, you know, slash fiction and whatnot. Um, and the... Uh, description for Evil Dead was the goriest movie ever made. And I was like, well, then I have to see that because I like some gory stuff. And the thing I wasn't prepared for, because it was, you know, depending on your bar, like it's a, a, a pretty bloody movie and all, um, and, and gory and whatnot. But I wasn't prepared for how intense it was. And it felt very aggressive. Like, that movie felt mean-spirited. Like, it wanted to scare you and not in the funhouse kind of like, hey, didn't we all have a good time, kids, kind of way. But in the, like, you know, I hope you're happy kind of way. <laughs> like, at the yeah. end of it, you're like, ugh, I don't feel good. Like, how much of it was the zeitgeist of, like, really cruel like late 70s early 80s like it's it's like predicting things like maniac and shit like with that intensity yeah but also like how much of that is just the the pure torture for everyone involved making that because it's like it was basically texas chainsaw massacre but cold yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah and maybe not as many decomposing piles of awful <laughs> Right, it was just it was just disgusting, sticky blood on everything. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, it, they but were trying to be funny. It was it's like, supposed yeah. to be slapstick. Well, and that's where they got with two. Finally, like they yeah. they turned that dial, you know, over to let's just have a good time, and and that's fine by me. I think Evil Dead Two is one of the 
like not just a personal touchdown, but I think it's one of those tipping points in movies where it was like, here's how you do a horror comedy. You know, like that and Reanimator are the two movies that are like, oh, okay. this is how you do it. You know, like don't yep. don't play it as a comedy. Just let the comedy come out of the ridiculousness of the situation. And so when you know Bruce Campbell is attaching a chainsaw to his hand, it you're like, this is nonsense, but I love every second of it. You know, um, and so like ourselves. There was another fan of the Evil Dead movies, and his name was Shinichi Fukazawa. Yeah, he's very motivated, very motivated young man. Mm-hmm. And I had heard of Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell for a while before I ever saw it. And... Uh, what what was your experience like was is this one you've seen a number of times or are you no this was um this was was when you're like digging under the bottom of the barrel looking for those other japanese horror films because i'm i'm like loving that sweet spot of late 90s through early 2000s i'm like really honing in on there and then just the frustration you find out that Oh, there's horror movies from every single decade from Japan, but so many of them are either lost or the people who own them have no interest mm. in putting them out. Or they're asking for too much money and distributors are like, no, nah, dude, these, these Blu-ray companies are like, no, nah, we're not paying you that crazy amount of money. Yeah. Um, so anytime something like pops up that's new to me, from 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 Asia from the 80s 90s 70s I'm excited especially if it's um I, I swear like the 90s was something magical was happening over there I don't know what what was going on but um I had read that this existed and I never expected to see it because mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple other short ones uh, shorter movies this is a uh, this clocks in at 62 minutes. There's a couple more that are around an hour or under an hour from the 80s that feel like um, just wall-to-wall weirdo splatter fests. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to remember the names of the other ones now. Um, maybe I'll come up with those before we're <laughs> done talking. Sure, sure. But yeah, yeah I, I've, I've, I've found some of those, but this one had not popped up yet. So this is is from my first viewing. I just watched this for the first time last night. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, so Shinichi... Hold on, I'm going to get his name wrong every time. Shinichi Fukazawa, because I want to say Fusakawa uh, for no good reason other than I'm, I'm foolish. And I, I think I may have had a series of small strokes. Um, oh, but Shinichi, Shinichi Fukazawa basically cop to the fact that he was like hey i saw evil dead and evil dead 2 and i thought those movies were rad and i thought what if i made that <laughs> only in japan and for a long time like i had always heard of it as the japanese evil dead right and which is sort of the alternate title of it which is a weird alternate title just to call yourself the japanese evil dead <laughs> But that's how I'd known about it. And it, like you, it was one of those movies that I'd heard about, 
but I didn't ever expect to see because there wasn't an official release. In fact, the first official release of it, internationally at least, wasn't until 2017. So, you know, like Shudder picked it up not so long ago. And so now, like, everybody can go see it. And I encourage you to. Yeah, I, I was like, I can't find it. All right, I bought the DVD. And you're like, cool, but it's for free here. I'm like, all right. I bought the DVD and then it was on shutter and I'm like, I have, I have every way to watch this. Yeah. I mean, someone but, just emailed it to me, <laughs> but I mean, great. Cause if Shinichi Fukuzawa gets a few extra bucks off of this, like I would love it. I don't, he does not appear to have a long filmography. He made one other horror movie. Well, one other movie that happens to be a very unusual looking movie. I just watched a trailer for it today called violator. Yeah. 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 It looks bonkers. Right, and so I would I would love for him to make more movies because it seems like he's got a really weird sense of like a weird aesthetic almost. But so he he doesn't have a ton of money and wants to make Evil Dead, but so the the result of that is what if the Evil Dead was in Japan? Not in the woods, but in kind of the suburbs. And you had fewer people. Yeah. Uh, to the tune small, of three. Small cast and crew. Yeah. 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 I mean, it feels so homemade. And I think that's part of its charm. You know, yeah. like, like that's one of the things I actually like about it is that it does feel very much like it's a guy and his pals putting on a high school play based on the evil dead it's like evil dead fan fiction that somehow made it to regional theater (laughs) i i I love the the because it looks like it was shot on super 8 but i don't know because they're adding vhs effects Mm -hmm. and, and there's a couple shots in it that were clearly shot later on a, I think on a different camera completely yeah. that I, I don't know what this was shot on. I would love to know, but for, for most of the movie, it looks like like eight millimeter film mm-hmm. and then some post production stuff via video. Right. Some additional grain that they added. Yeah. It's and, something. And so Shinichi uh, Fukuzawa does double duty here playing both Shinji and Naoto, his father. Yeah. And if you thought for two seconds that the movie was not, in fact, based on the Evil Dead, one look at Naoto's outfit in the opening of this movie, because it just <laughs> opens in a living room, yep. where Naoto, uh, who played by Shinichi Fukuzawa, uh, is in the blue chambray work shirt the you know the ash pants and shoes and everything like it, it looks like ash and um so you might be fooled into believing this is just gonna be like oh we're gonna start with ash in the cabin oh no no shinichi oh. fukuzawa has way more up his sleeve than that and <laughs> so it's just this woman saying like i love you how could you leave me for some other woman? And she freaks out and tries to stab him. And he's like, aha, you try to stab me. I'll stab you instead. 
And so he does. He just straight up murders this woman. I mean, granted, she seems to be unhinged, but just murders someone. And rather than, say, call the authorities, he's like, uh, how about I just bury her under this plywood in the the living room of my house? Or her house, one presumes, I guess. And no, it's got to be theirs because Shinji later is like, well, this is a house that my dad owned. Right. So maybe he was putting this lady up. Because it's hard to believe that Naoto went on to like court Shinji's mother and they just like hung out and ate popcorn and watched TV over the dead body of this woman. <laughs> yeah, I have to admire this movie's resistance of any kind of setup. Like, <laughs> I, you know, even well, just like a it? shot, a shot of her, like, of them moving in or mm-hmm. a shot of her, like, finding out about it or or any establishing anything this movie's like nah nah right who needs it you here to have a good time you here to learn nerd (laughs) 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 who needs exposition my son's gonna be a bodybuilder how dare you dude we'll get to it there is there is a moment in this movie that truly is on par with Bruce Willis saying groovy. And it's not uh, Shinji saying groovy, <laughs> which also happens. But did you say Bruce Willis? Or did you say... Did Bruce I say Bruce Campbell? Willis? <laughs> Bruce Willis, Star of Die Hard, and Evil Dead. Yeah, ba da ba do ba da ba dee ba da ba That's my Ben Stiller show reference for you guys. Everyone said, come to the cabin, have a few laughs. Groovy, baby. <laughs> I can't do an impression of that man, but yeah, yeah. that's uh, you heard the best I got. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Bruce Campbell uh, saying "groovy" is what I meant. Obviously, groovy, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be it. I'm confused about Japanese floors too, because like he he has a, he has. He has an axe and then no, he's a shovel, then, then an axe. axe. Whereas I would think it would be axe then shovel to get on the floor, but he lifts up the big floor tile mm-hmm. with the shovel. Then he just starts taking the axe to the floor, and somehow her body's in there. I don't understand. Yeah, and there's a thing where the all of her blood just gets sucked up into this oh. like key pendant. Yep, yep, yep. To let you know that there's some some bona fide curse happening, um, oh. which is is also pretty good, uh, and yeah, and and so th- that's kind of your setup. That it's just hey, you know, this murder happened. Cut to years later when Shinji, who we will learn is the son of the guy what murdered this lady is just spending a few minutes working out, man, you know, and, but Mm. here's what's hilarious to me about all of this is that he's not super ripped, Mm -mm. you know, like he's in good shape and he's got muscles, but it's not like, a Stallone or Schwarzenegger. Not even that. Like, it's not even a, a knockoff. It's not like he is just a guy who works out a bunch. 
Yeah, he, he's in that frustrating body type that a lot of people who spend a lot of time at the gym without going for the, you know, the artificial means. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, they end up getting really lean and they get really fucking strong and they look good, but they're not getting the bulk they want. And so it's like. I'm sure that burns up a lot of like they get so pissed off that they're not like riggedy ripped, you know, but it's like, nah, dude, you're just making your body look natural. So stick with it. <laughs> you know what, do you know what I like on men? I like um, big and natural, <laughs> big and natural. And I'll the thing that's funny is when he puts on a shirt, he just looks like a dude. You know, yeah. it's not like his shirt is straining to contain the muscles beneath or anything. <laughs> like, he puts on a polo at one point, and it's like, you just look like you're shopping for rutabagas at the store or whatever. Like, you're just a guy. Ex- except, all right, so what sets off the, the events of the movie is he gets a call from his ex-girlfriend, Mika, uh, yep. as played yep. by uh, Masaki Kai. And she calls him up and says, like, hey, do you still have that picture of your dad's house? Uh, And he's like, yeah, I've probably got it around here somewhere. And she's like, great. Will you meet me for a stroll in the park where you can walk around in a shirt and not look muscular at all? And we'll have a little chit chat. He shops at lean and formless. I mean, it it shocked me that for a movie in which the muscles play such an important part that you're not showing them off that much. Uh, I mean, yeah, you get the initial workout scene, but after that, I guess you're just hiding it. Like, why don't start with a showstopper, I guess, is the idea. <laughs> you're going to wait till the end. Waiting, just waiting for literally any reason to take that shirt off. Anything. It's Anything. Oh, oh, did you sneeze? Here, have my shirt. Um <laughs> Which begs the question, okay, where do you put the emphasis on the title? It's Bloody Muscle Body Builder in Hell. Is it Bloody 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 Muscle Body Builder? Or is it Bloody Muscle Body Builder in Hell? Yeah, I think the colon. I think we we need Bloody Muscle colon. No, that doesn't make sense either. (sighs) This is a tough one. I mean... Did we ever find a, a Japanese horror movie title generator, like random generator? Because <laughs> yeah. this feels like one uh, akin to, of course, Hero Hero Ghost Show. You know? Yeah. B- bloody Muscle Body. Uh, for me, it's Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder as kind of one idea. Yeah. That is the the constituent phrase to, to use uh, English teacher parlance. And then you could put the colon in hell. Ooh, there you go. But it's it's a nonsense title. And I kind of love it because it doesn't make much sense. Because they don't go to hell. They're not in hell at any point during this. They're in a a uh, a type of hell. A hellish scenario. Like, if you just took the word muscle out of it, bloody bodybuilder in hell makes way Even more better. sense than bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell. It's it's the addition of muscle of like okay is the muscle bloody? Are you talking about the muscles of the bodybuilder? Oh wait, are, are there other types of bodybuilders? 
like you I could see. do uh, a strong torso bodybuilder in hell. <laughs> Build up your knees. <laughs> Core strength bodybuilder in hell. <laughs> Who's just all about the, the calisthenics. Pilates. <laughs> yeah, right. He's... Bloody Pilates. <laughs> hey, there's the, there's the sequel. Disgusting yoga bodybuilder in hell. Oh, God. Um, Zombie ass. No, wait, that's something else. Yeah, that is. Oh, is it ever? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gucci, you mad genius. Or is that. Oh, uh, that might not be a Gucci. I think it is, though. Uh, I just wanted to drop that title. I, I'll never watch that. That's, zombie ass toilet of the dead. That's advanced. It's, I mean, it's not great, but it it's silly and it's it, it knows what it is. Like it is Probably a better. It is a movie in which you are. It, it's it's not quite a pink movie, but it is it's, definitely it's more brown. Yeah, but you're definitely showing off. Like here are you know, pretty Japanese ladies in skimpy attire. And also there's going to be a lot of farting inexplicably, <laughs> which is a thing that happens. Um, I, I love that he his so his ex, Samika calls him up and they go on this little like hangout sesh so he can give her that picture. And he's, she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I quit my job. Okay. What are you doing at all? He's like working out. He gives, he flexes for her and kind of yep. gives that bicep a little peck. Like, <laughs> look at this baby. And she's like, well, so that's all you're doing. And he's, and he's like, yeah, my dad died, left me a bunch of money. I'm just trying to figure shit out. That's all. I'm just hanging out, working out, you know, trying to get my head right. That's all. And I like, rarely in movies do you see uh, such an aimless protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> as, zen. He's very zen at this moment. Zero ambition to do anything or accomplish anything. Like, he is just, he's just floating through life, man. And Mika, on the other hand, is like, well, you know how I like paranormal stuff. Well, I've been like full on investigating that. And that's why I wanted you to meet up with me because you have this picture of the house. That's got like a ghost image in it. And he's like, yeah, what else? I don't really care. Um, it's not my thing. I don't think it's really haunted. I don't believe in that nonsense. You know what I believe in working out. Yeah, that is, that is what I believe in living healthy. Don't smoke. Right. No hope and dope. Uh, as I've said already today and but then he's just like so um, are you are you seeing anybody and she's like nah not really and he's like oh really is that so because I don't know if I mentioned that I'm not doing jack right now so if you want to hang out or something and he's not, he's not doing jack he is jack <laughs> is he ever hell yeah I mean, not so you'd notice in the polo he's wearing, <laughs> which does nothing to show off any of these sweet, sweet muscles. Um, he is quick to point out that uh, when she starts to light up a Virginia Slim, and he's like, every time you do that, it depletes your body of 75 milligrams of vitamin C. <laughs> that blew my mind. That That really blew my mind. That yeah. was like... If there's any reason to not smoke, that's it. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, okay, whatever, weirdo. So let's go to uh, your 
dad's house. And I'm going to take with us this guy named Mizuguchi, who uh, I believe this is Masahiro Kai. Um, And he is a psychic who is coming to the house along with them to, you know, see what's up. Right. So this is our trio of psychic investigators to go into this house. Not again in some far remote forest, not in some, you know, abandoned ghost town. It's just in a neighborhood. It's just a creepy house. It's yeah. I mean, if by creepy, you mean it needs a good mow and somebody to clean up some of the garbage out of the yard, but that's it. Yeah. 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 But that's kind of it. I love Mizuguchi even before all the shit goes down. I love this guy. Like he's the most serious character I've seen in a film in a long time. Like, um, if you can if you can pause it and zoom in and you can actually see he has mega bummer tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> like he's so like this isn't funny. This is this is the spiritual world. Well Shinji though, who by the way, not driving the car. M- Mika is handling that. He's just hanging out. <laughs> they never a... get there. They never get there if he was driving. <laughs> just stop at random parks and you know the sun gives you vitamin d that's important for all your muscles so um but he's drinking like energy drinks or something and trying to give them to mizuguchi who's like no 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 don't drink that stuff he's like whatevs dude this (laughs) you know like this is good for me (laughs) this is good for muscles and (laughs) so they show up at this place and it is definitely one of the more evil dead moments of the movie because you get like the camera pan across all of their faces as they're looking up at this house that looks like a totally normal suburban house by the way and there's like a swing that's moving it doesn't do the stop like it does in the original evil dead but you get sweet right (laughs) I, i can't believe they didn't go for that gag if you're gonna do it all do it all you know right because i mean it goes so far into evil dead you know aping that why would you not but anyway it doesn't and mizuguchi (laughs) takes one look at this house and is like i have to tell you all this house is fucked (laughs) i feel a strong evil in this house and shiji's just like all right dude let's roll yeah he ain't afraid of no ghosts Is because not, they don't exist, right? To right, he he can't see them. You know, uh, I, the line is something like, you know, I can't see them. So to me, they don't exist. I don't believe in molecules. Uh, honestly, the thing I told her about the vitamin C, <laughs> I can't see that either. I don't believe in that, but I heard that. How do magnets work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's Shinji and Shaggy Two Dope trying to figure out the grand mysteries of life. <laughs> um (laughs) violent jason in this one out um but yeah so they they finally go in the house after some wandering around which seems strange for a movie that is again you know 60 minutes there's a fair amount of just meandering which feels appropriate for shinji or maybe shinichi fujikawa 
the movie is also in character. <laughs> right. So one of the things, one of the only decorations in the house is a child's rendering <laughs> of some woman's face. There's a couple of drawings of, of this woman in the house, and I don't know who did them. I don't know where they like where they came from. Um, there's it's very sparse. Yeah, as of course in a, an abandoned house would be, but it's even it's even more sparse. And but it, like like it's so sparse that it makes the stuff that's there even stranger. <laughs> right. That whoever left the house because they weren't there before, at least not that we saw. Yeah. So one presumes that somebody did these child's drawings and then came to hang them up in this abandoned house. But there's no other graffiti or anything because this is clearly the home of filmmaker Shinichi Fukuzawa. <laughs> uh, or a place I, I that they rented. The, I, I love the way it's shot, though. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, there's some real style to, to this section where um, the little like glimpses of this house and because of all that grain that film grain that's all over it you get like this found footage vibe from it from like almost instantly yeah the the thing i i kept thinking about the decor of this house if you remember the movie scrooged there is a point where bill murray sees a picture that alfrey woodard's child drew of santa claus and mrs claus and he goes grace who drew this and he says well my kid did he says right how many fingers does mrs claus have and she says 11 he goes right it's crap get rid of it and tears it down (laughs) and that's how i felt about all these drawings is that uh they would rightfully be torn down by any self-respecting bill murray that happened to be passing through but uh but you're right though i think a lot of these shots as they're kind of wandering around and exploring the house it's a lot of like hey we're going to stand in a doorway in a dark room with light behind us so that we get good silhouettes and stuff and a lot of raimi-esque angles and that kind of thing like again this is we are doing evil dead so we're doing a lot of like high angles and um, you know, interesting camera placement and all that. Like it's, if you're going to rip off Sam Raimi, he did a great job, you know? Um, and it looks pretty good, but then we get to the site of the murder and <laughs> Shinji hangs out to look at himself in the mirror for a bit, for a long bit. <laughs> it's, I, you know, I thought they were going to do the Evil Dead 2 gag of, like, having the, the one actor that looks kind of like Bruce Campbell, or Bruce Willis, for that matter. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you do the cheat over the shoulder so it looks like the mirror image is talking to him and whatnot. But instead, yeah. he's just hanging out, like, checking his hair and making sure that he's perfectly quaffed. And meanwhile, uh, our psychic is uh mizuguchi is in this room he's like this is where it happened this is this this is where all the bad stuff went down and then you know we kind of get into the meat of the movie 
which is he just passes out at a certain point. He's just, whoa, yeah, there goes the, the day. He kind of like invokes the spirit to come forward to, to mm. talk about it's it, like he knows that it has a grudge and it's pissed off. And yet, you know, he calls forth and the ghost kind of like sees Shinji comes out of the mirror. Yeah. To like get him. And we see this great shot of the the spirit with its creepy ghostly hand over his shoulder. And that's when the clock, this tiny little plastic clock, falls off the wall and bangs our boy Mizuguchi in the head and and he falls over, you know, with his uh, mild bruising on the back of his head. <clears throat> well, and we see the ghost on on Shinji's shoulder looking at yeah. him. It's, it's it, like oh. It's pretty good. It's a good creepy scene other than the clock falling off the wall which literally falls off the wow. wall and then later he's like, "Well, I was standing in the middle of the room. How how could that clock have hit me?" And I was like, "Dude, it didn't." Um <laughs> You could throw that clock at someone as hard as you could, and it would probably hurt them. But this clock just went, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> Bleh. And, but but Misaguchi is pretty quick to be like, by the way, it was the ghost who threw that clock at me. It wasn't, you know, and like by the I saw the ghost, the whole deal. And so he asks for the key because when he comes to, he's in the back of the car. They're like, hey, we, you know. You got hit bonked on the head. We were afraid you might have amnesia or something. And so we took you to the back of the car and we were going to take you back to town for potentially medical help. Or let you sleep it off. Maybe not wake up. Right, right. You, well, you know what they say about concussions. Like get, get plenty of rest. <laughs> <laughs> and so Visaguchi is like, well, I need to get back into the house. And uh, Shinji, in an act of heroism, is just like, here's the key, bro. We'll be out here y'all if you need anything. Uh, and so that Mizuguchi goes back through, you know, scopes out some creepy dolls looking for the the ghost, the source of the haunting. And, uh, and finds it. Yeah, he finds the knife. Uh-huh. And then he finds the ghost who... Uh tries to kill him with the knife that's right uh who is full-on evil dead like wide eyes <laughs> pale skin although there there is that kind of there is still that japanese trope of the dark long hair like it, it looks like a japanese yeah. ghost but by way of evil dead you know so it's kind of an interesting blend of those two ideas you know the the two artistic ideas and then she says something that every woman I've ever dated uh, has said, which is, my body is rotten to the core. And give me yours. Hey, whoa. Hey, that, that had a turn in it. You know, like, mm -hmm. started sad, then it got glad. <laughs> and then, then it got sexy. And so she just stabs <laughs> Mizuguchi in the chest. Uh, and, and it's revealed that he's stabbing himself. Wow, 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 wow. Right. But then he looks up and he sees kind of the woman that Naoto murdered, and she drops the <clears throat> necklace into his mouth. Yep. And this seems to be the thing, like, if you get full-on possessed, that, like, it's the, the necklace that invades your body. Like, that is the talisman that turns you into... A, a zombie, a ghost zombie, 
or or a vessel for this spirit. And so anyway, eventually uh, um, Shinji and Mika are like, hey, Mizuguchi's really been in there a while. Should we go yeah. look for him? And Shinji's like, eh, I mean, I guess. We're, we're running out of energy drinks here. <laughs> right, we gotta get back to town. Because <laughs> pretty soon my vitamin C levels are gonna drop below uh, the ideal level. Um, and so they go inside and they, they find the bloody knife. And they're like, hey, you think something could have happened in here? And then they find uh, Mizuguchi. Yes. Who is all <clears throat> pale and, you know, bleeding from his chest on account of having been stabbed there. Uh, theoretically by the ghost, but by himself. Uh, yeah. I, I love, I love when he's like, get out of here before I die. I love that warning. That's so good. Yeah. And so then we get some good old fashioned stop motion as the necklace that has been dropped into his mouth crawls out of his mouth and goes into his eyeball. And it's rad. It is, that is pretty special. I love stop motion in a movie, especially a movie that can't really afford good stop motion. Yeah, they can't make it look good, but they did it. Mm -hmm. And so Shinji is like, Mika, I suggest we get out of here. <laughs> and so they're taken off, but they can't get out on account of acting, mostly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, the doors won't open and whatnot. And then Mizuguchi resurrects and is fast now, boy, right? He's all pale and starts chasing him with a knife, uh, stabs Shinji, uh, in the hand. And I was like, Oh, are they going to do the evil dead possessed hand thing? You're thinking that's what's going to happen. Uh, but instead, uh, he then turns his attention to Mika and, it says that he's going to eat her. And then in maybe the most effective effect of the movie, Shinji takes the knife and stabs Mizuguchi in the back of the head, which forces his eyeball out of the, the right eyeball out of its socket towards Mika, then pulls the knife out, which sucks the eyeball back into its socket. That's like something out of brain dead. Like something out of Dead Alive. That was pretty freaking cool, dude. Yeah, it's really. I mean, is it the? It, it's not a great special effect, but it is great for this ultra cheap movie. Yeah, and it's yeah. and like the the thing I like most about this movie is how ambitious it, it is for being so cheap. Like it is, it is doing the Raimi camera work. It is doing these gore effects. It's doing the stop motion. Yeah. It's doing all of that stuff. For, for all of the little tiny tiny amounts of like video effects or like animation they do for all that stuff there's a hundred times more practical goopy gore weird shit and there's stuff in this movie that I've never seen in other movies mm -hmm. there's a couple of moments where I'm like <clears throat> yeah they're aping evil dead but in some ways they're doing it wrong quote unquote mm -hmm. and in other ways they're doing it right by coming up with their own thing as we fully have like later 
we just have like freaking supermarket hamburger come to life that's outrageously gross to look at yeah so oh man so after they stab Mizuguchi he kind of goes down for a minute and they're like alright we gotta get out of here and so then Mizuguchi of course gets back up because that's what zombies do uh, or possessed zombies I don't know not quite deadites. I don't know. People possessed by blood-infused necklaces, let's right. say. Those people. Not to right. generalize. Right. Not to unfairly paint everyone with that brush who has ever been possessed by a blood-infused necklace. <laughs> but, but he chases after him. There's a pretty good gag with uh, a nail on the wall where they... like. Shinji flips him around and it stabs him through the hand. And, uh, like, they, uh, he tries to get him through the room. They finally, like, put up a blockade, uh, after punching him in the face and jamming his fingers in the door. And, and Shinji, there's a great moment here because, again, Shinji is a terrible protagonist. And he's not quite as hapless as Ash, where he's just constantly being battered. You know, it's not the physical gags. He just doesn't want any part of this and seems real put upon that he has to be dealing with it. Because at at one point, Mika is like, what are we going to do? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) This all stinks. We're, we're, We're dead. And he's not he's not a great hero. No, he's barely. He's not even the. It's not even a lowercase H. No, and <laughs> he's just like, what do you think we ought to do? Uh, he asked Mika that, and she's like, I don't know. And then finally, they get some help from beyond, as Naoto, the father, shows up to be like, son, you are muscly. Well done. <laughs> Looking, looking ripped, son. <laughs> right, uh, that Looks polo. Slow. That polo is doing nothing for you. I, you know, I love the analog. So dad, dad's on the little TV, mm-hmm. warning him, and that's like, like the tape player, the the the, the little uh, cassette player from Evil Dead. But yeah, so we're stepping up with the technology here. And he basically says, "Hey, did you see b- the beginning of the movie? No. Well, here's what happened." <laughs> <laughs> oh boy there was this lady I, I was uh having an affair with and then one thing led to another and bada bing bada boom i killed her and so your friend mizuguchi and she's like he's not my friend he's just a weird guy that i drove here with he's like whatever this guy is now possessed by the spirit of this woman i killed and she's nuts and worse she enjoys inflicting pain because of all the pain that she's been living with all this time which again very japanese idea like when they talk about grudges and stuff like that in this movie i just start slapping my flippers together because i'm like oh it's a japanese horror movie now and (laughs) (laughs) but naoto much like Shinji, uh, the apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree because he's like, don't worry about this, son. It's not your fault. It's that psychic you brought with you. It's his fault because his yeah, psychic energy. For, 
Yeah, thanks for giving her powers, asshole. Like bringing this guy, bringing this Joker along. Like you couldn't have brought somebody with no talents, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Chinchi's like, I knew it wasn't my fault. And they're like high fiving through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, so what you've got to do, uh, mu- again, much like the the tape from Evil Dead, the real to real. He's like, you have to dismember Mizuguchi. And also to defeat this, you have to go to the basement because what you mm. need to defeat the evil in this house is in the basement. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Uh huh. That's that what, in mind. That's important. It's what we call foreshadowing. <laughs> and so, sure enough, they've got to, you know, take care of Mizuguchi, who you know busts in on them as soon as they try to get out of this room. He comes in and grabs Mika and is like, I'm going to strangle her and you're going to watch. LOL. Yeah. But uh, Shinji grabs the shovel that has been laying around and ends up battling Mizuguchi with said shovel uh, uh, until he finally gets him against the wall and like gives the shove to the neck and decapitates Mizuguchi. And Lovely. There is a papier-mâché head. <laughs> oh, man. I feel for this because I made a papier-mâché head of my head for a horror movie we made one time. And <laughs> it ended up looking like not even the bizarro version <laughs> of me. It looked like... Uh, a child's interpretation of the the bizarre it did not look like a man in his late twenties, early thirties made it in any known universe. <laughs> I, but this, so this one's better than mine. Mm-hmm. I'll 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 concede to that this time. <laughs> That's one for you, bloody muscle <laughs> bodybuilder in hell. One for you, guy who made a movie people will actually watch. But <laughs> it's but it's a yeah it like is it a fakey <clears throat> head yes but what's hilarious is after he goes to revive mika who has been choked out by mizuguchi uh he comes back in and the head is still sitting on top of the shovel which is embedded in the wall but the body is gone and he's mm-hmm. like hey that's curious and sure enough the body you know attacks and yeah. oh yeah then mika is the one who grabs the axe and there is a full-on you know throw the axe to shinji in slow motion and it is like because again this movie is done on the cheap you don't see the whole axe for some of the shot so it's just somebody like holding it and moving it in front of the camera. And then yeah. when you do see the camera flying, it's clearly somebody that just kind of gave it a toss. And then he, you know, <laughs> grabs it out of the air. But it's so good. Like, I, but I, I love the fact that you can see the seams here of like, oh, this is how they had to achieve this effect is they did this shot and then they did this shot and then somebody handed him the axe here and that's how they strung this together to make it look like this dramatic moment of her throwing the axe they they forgot the fishing line 
and they didn't want to really throw that axe for fear of hurting someone or probably uh, clipping a wall, <clears throat> clipping a wall or something in Shinji's house. But she's like, no, 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 do not throw that axe for real. Do <laughs> not. I, I got, do I'm not trying to get my security it. deposit back, bro. I can't, we can't be throwing tools around in here. This is a rental. <laughs> right. My landlord's going to be here in a week. All right. We got to have all this cleaned up. <laughs> oh, that would be a lot of cleanup. Uh-huh. Um, but sure enough, he hacks up Mizuguchi with uh, with the axe. And it's a good, like, Evil Dead style. Here are a bunch of body parts and some of them are kind of wiggling and jiggling and stuff. And it looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And, and Shinji's like, all right, let's burn this corpse. Give me your lighter. And she's like, dude, you, you told me to, like, give up smoking. So I did. And he's like, okay, good for you. But now we can't burn this stupid body. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, worth pointing out, Mizuguchi's head is giving him some smack talk at the at the same time. Uh, tell him, like, oh, you're all going to die here. And also... Uh, Shinji shows Mizuguchi's head the <clears throat> child's drawing the child's rendering and is like did you draw this? Is this you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign it but yeah bro right oh, like uh, limited edition um, is that an oh is that an NFT? I love it <laughs> so alright finally Shinji is like oh, okay we gotta do what my father's head on the tv said which is to go into the basement and get the thing that's going to help us defeat the evil and yep. worth pointing out earlier in the movie he said this is the house i used to uh work out like i've, I've got a bunch of workout equipment in the basement but he looks over in the corner he sees all that and he's like well it can't be that probably it's this shotgun <laughs> and so this is where we get the full-on quick cuts of him grabbing shotgun shells, put them in his pocket, put them in his uh, breast pocket, his jeans pockets, loading up the shotgun, gives it a pump, and does the groovy. And I loved it. Yes. I Because of the manga I Am a Hero mm -hmm. and some other various... Uh, uh, manga about guns like people how hard it is to own a gun in Japan as well as own the bullets to said gun and how you have to register it like you kind of like have to register your gun within an inch of its life yeah like it is one of the most strict countries on earth for gun laws and the thought of this shotgun just being in the basement and then shotgun shells just littered on the floor. I'm like, nah, some some government official, as soon as your dad dies, is going to come and collect that shit. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, it's illegal for this to be not stored in a safe. Also, the uh, bullets have to be stored in a separate safe from the gun. <laughs> Dude, what follows is the greatest scene in the movie. Boy, howdy. Where, and this, this I think is where you're talking about like the movie gets some of the Evil Dead stuff wrong, but in getting it wrong, it really carves out a really unique identity for Magical. itself. Magical. 
so with this shotgun, he's like, hey, we need to go basically shoot the body parts into dust or whatever, into a fine into paste. Chunks. Yeah. And they go upstairs and Mika is like, hey, some of the body parts are missing. And he's like, huh, you don't say. I wonder what happened to that. Then they are attacked, Richard. <laughs> by not just these random body parts, but the body parts have fused together in new and interesting ways. So See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking another another source of inspiration was Bride of Reanimator. Yeah. Body parts, you know, the the hand by the wrist fused to the ankle and the foot and other parts happening. Yeah. It's it, the head is on a hand. <clears throat> There's the hand foot combo. And this is where it gets like real evil dead Two, where the foot keeps hitting him in the face as he, I mean, he's really oh, just man. hitting himself in the face, but it's really pretty fun. And she is being attacked by Mika's being attacked by the head with the hand and they do a couple of different tricks to make that work, but it's pretty good. Um, sometimes it's just like the papier-mâché head on a hand. Sometimes it's like the actor literally resting his head on his hand and yes. kind of cheating the angle. <laughs> and well, then there's the one shot where it's like on the ceiling above her and drops onto her where they basically put the hand on the ceiling and then superimpose the head so that when it drops they just superimpose that the image of the head growing as it comes closer to her and it's oh, super man. inventive it's really clever you know i'd forgotten about that shot and as soon as you said it, i can just imagine it in my head that is great yeah oh my god it's so good yeah, it's it's such a clever like use of no money of how do you make a a horror movie that has all this creative stuff in it on no cash. Like it it is one of the finest examples. I think Doug Tilly actually did this movie on no budget nightmares at some point. And it falls into that category of like there there's no money behind this, but it's so uh like there's a real vision behind it. Yeah. And um, I, I like I have such fondness for that. Like you know, if a movie tries, there are so many big budget movies that don't try half as hard as this one does yeah. to be creative and fun. Like, how does it? Like, does it? Does it come from the 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 planning stage? Does it come from like they were storyboarding it and let their imaginations run wild and then constructed how to do it later, or was it like weird? I've been making movies since I was a kid and all this know-how kind of like grew like the way Sam Raimi mm -hmm. did it where they, you know, they made all this stuff or did he have a, a, a book like, you know, how to achieve special effects book, you know, like it's so, it's so fun. I, uh, on a totally dumb side note, like I'm really glad this was innocent. Like this is a very uh, innocent movie. There's no weird, sexy stuff to it. Like, yeah, but like, imagine like the uh, the if the entrails of a virgin uh, that director had made this, like yeah. they wouldn't have wasted that penis because that that psychic guy probably had one and he could make it into a long tentacle. 
that (laughs) that psychic guy probably had a penis is the other shirt I almost wore tonight. (laughs) Like sometimes you, you think back of all the hundreds and thousands of movies you watched and you're like, yeah, I've seen entrails of a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's all you don't, you don't know what else to do with that information, but hopefully you'll be able to work it into a podcast with one. Bo Ransdell. I've I've seen multiple guinea pig movies and I have no I know. I don't understand why that ever happened. I uh, mean, and I watched the Japanese ones. I'm not like you kids. You kids got the American ones now. Oh my gosh. Right. You you kids with your, you know, l- uh more refined taste. You you <laughs> not the raw stuff. I was like, it's like when you get the Mexican Cokes with the pure stuff, the pure sugar. (laughs) So, all right, where are we? Oh, so after this thing, the head falls on Mika, it bites her in the neck. uh, And so she collapses because she's bleeding out her neck. Also, not not a bad effect. And he's like, whoa, what am I going to do? I got to get out of here (laughs) yet again goes to the door sure enough still trapped then realizes that all the blood from mika and from misaguchi all of it is being like absorbed into the floor and then out comes the real monster of the movie which looks great i thought yeah 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 i mean it's all kind of primer gray and that's maybe (laughs) not as great but um, it's like this skeleton face in a flannel shirt kind of situation that busts up through the floor. And then the sentient ground beef that you mentioned earlier with the necklace on it starts crawling to it to kind of reconstitute into this version of the woman who died up to and including like the necklace uh yeah. going into it but it like it it basically forms this big goomba head version of like it looks like the the woman we saw murdered was about to be scanned like in the movie scanners where her head's about <laughs> to blow up but it's the moment before the explosion but it's the very second before the explosion yeah she she's super tall and she's super grotesque and it's like really they they didn't have the actress back or they had never they had no intention they yeah. just wanted her to be more monstrous um i thought about the uh the scene in evil dead when one of the deadites is killed presumably and then the giant monster just climbs out of its back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It just and it doesn't look like any of the other creatures it looks like its own like fleshy skull monster thing and that's why i'm like that scene i think really stuck with the director when he saw that yeah it, it's right the, that kind of cornflake ky version of of just goo um yeah, and, and at this point, Mika also gets up. And so it's Shinji versus Mika versus this other creature. And in the maybe the least innocent point of the movie is Mika grabbing him by the balls and lifting him up. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, that was uh, I felt that felt pointed. That felt like a, a, a fuck you to an ex-girlfriend right there. Well, and I like the <laughs> fact that she calls him pathetic and says you couldn't even save your girlfriend. And <laughs> right, it's kind of a nice like, hey, you're this is the spirit of Evil Dead of them like tormenting and taunting you. Oh yeah. Um, and then he goes tumbling down the stairs into the basement where once again he is like wait but i thought there was gonna be something that would save me down here wait a second hold up and there is a shot of the these weights where there's this bright light shining on them it it might as well have like handel's messiah playing as he as he looks at these weights and he says, that's right. There's only one thing that will save me. My muscles. And then does a straight up Lou Ferrigno out of this shirt as he just flexes yep. and it starts to rip around his well-toned but not overly bulgy body. <laughs> Man, he he hulks out. He he does like a... Uh, he does like a... Like a stretch Armstrong Hulk out, like real small scale Hulkin. I love him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> again, he's clearly not doing steroids or anything. No, no, no. This is all natural, baby. One eight, like one hundred percent Kobe beef right here, babe. Yeah, look out. <laughs> it's but it's just so silly because when you see him go into this like bodybuilder pose as he's showing off his muscles again you're like you look like you work out but i i would kill for that body i would kill for that 100 percent. nobody's saying that the man is not in shape right right i mean i i'd go for i want roy scheider's body from marathon man everyone's oh. like oh yeah oh yeah marathon man dustin hoffman I'm like fuck that Look at frickin' string bean, like, scary Bruce Lee rippling muscle uh, Roy Scheider in that movie. He yeah. looks dangerous. I would I would trade a finger to have the body of Lee Van Cleef. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just to, just to have my shirt off in public and not hurt children's feelings, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, what, what, where do I find the Richard Jekyll workout? <laughs> now that's a man in a Speedo. Yeah. That's the man I want to see. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's in love with sharks. They're, sharks are his best friends in that movie. He likes grizzlies. God bless him. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I miss Richard Jekyll every day. It's great. Uh, anyway, yeah, the one, the one-liners. That's the other thing with Shinji. Now that he's all, uh, he's he's ready to tackle his foes. The the one-liners, the the uh, Bruce Willis esque uh-huh. and Bruce Campbell esque uh, one-liners are almost stepping on top of each other. He's got so many of them. It's so cute, dude. He, oh man, I can't tell you how wonderful I found it when he said, <laughs> "There is one thing that will save me." my muscles yeah (laughs) and then you get a cutaway from that to mika and the lumpy faced demon lady just eating pieces of mizuguchi off the ground 
like up to and including you know like the the demon lady just grabbing the half of his skull that remains from Mizuguchi and just chomping on it like it's a cantaloupe Bowing down man uh, and then Shinji appears backlit all to hell yes holding like a bar with barbells and starts twirling it around like it's a pair of nunchucks it's it's stunning it's stunning and yeah. and again you know aping uh the, the the evil dead movies it's just him being like hey assholes come get some and then there's a big fight where he just whacks these things in the skull with barbells and hurls like, weights at them and stuff i get the jumping off point which is evil dead but the the bodybuilder aspect is completely original out of i mean unless there's some weird japanese tv series we've never heard of where there was this muscle man i mean this is like how in the world other than is bringing his interests into a movie that's making his hobby or his you know his lifestyle you know fit the plot i don't know work with what you got i guess i mean that's got to be it right that that shinichi fukuzawa just was into bodybuilding and was like what can i what can i bring to this movie that doesn't cost anything oh my muscles (laughs) my secret power right that I tell everybody about who will listen. Yeah, because I think that the character of of Shinji and Shinichi uh, Fukuzawa not that different. I think both of them have a real laissez-faire attitude towards life as a as a whole. Um, but yeah, so he pounds the face of this lumpy demon lady and says, "Don't take it personal." You're just not my type. And so you think she's down, but, you know, give it a minute because we got to have uh, a pop-up at the end. But then Mika stabs him in in the ankle with the knife. And it's very reminiscent of the, the uh, pencil in yeah. the tendon. Like, it's real similar to that. But then he, <laughs> unlike the original Evil Dead, Shinji then goes to the wound on Mika's neck and sucks out the demon venom like she got bitten by a poisonous demon snake. Unbelievable. And just spits it out. And then, like, there's this superimposed image where she goes from evil to okay. Yep. Which is also fantastic. God, the more I talk about this movie, the more I love it. It is so... It's so bonkers. It makes me think like he was bummed out that Ash never got the girl. Yeah. In my version, he's going to get the Keith that sweet old girlfriend of his. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, oh, speaking of that wound, you mentioned it earlier. Her, the bite wound where they do, it's like all the holes of the teeth uh-huh. that the teeth is made and they're just pumping blood through it. Yeah. And then later they're just pumping like pus through it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I just, God, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so freaking cool, man. So, Mika is passed out, but apparently unpossessed. 
and the demon lady now comes back, even though she's even pulpier than she was to begin with. And so Shinji takes, in a very tense scene, Richard, he has to use like a Phillips wrench to get the, Holy the weights off the end of the pole, which yep, he yep. does, and then fires it like an arrow from the strap on his bag into the face of this demon lady. I, I thought he had one of those stretchy, springy, like tension bar things. Yeah. And I thought he was using that as the bow. And then the arrow was, of course, the barbell without the weights on it. But none of that makes a lick of sense. Yeah. Not even, even trying to like name the things doesn't work. <laughs> it, it's, oh, it's so weird. And so the demon lady gets impaled through the head, but she starts crawling down the length of it to try to get to through her mouth. Yeah. Through her mouth. <laughs> and he's, he's trying to get to the shotgun. His, you know, obviously his ankle is all busted. Um, and also the demon lady is shooting intestine out at him. Yeah. Which was, that was like the biggest effect one of the probably the most time-consuming effects in the movie was that shit getting that to actually work. That, that hey, that, there was your possibilities for uh, some hentai right there, but no, it's just guts. Just guts. <laughs> and so the the demon lady is trying to make her way to Mika and saying like, "Give me your body." And at that point, Shinji finally gets hold of the shotgun and shoots this demon lady about 115 times. Uh, yeah, if I'd watch this with my father-in-law, he'd be flipping out. He's a bullet counter. It's And that, shot, that shotgun might as well have a big clip on it, like one of those assault shotguns. <laughs> and he gives it one final see you in hell, baby. And then shoots her in the head. And then the head explodes and blood goes everywhere. He's covered in it. Mika gets some blood right in the face and you know we we have saved the day uh mika is now okay and they make their way outside as the demon lady melts and you know head outside and they're like everything's okay and then we get one final look at the house and it's got final stinger yeah and you got like a you know a door opens and you see an eyeball. So oh man, like like I love that's one of my favorite tropes in Japanese horror. And the first time I've seen that is in um, one of those 100 yokai movies mm-hmm. where there's just a giant ghost. Mm-hmm. There's just a ghost that happens to be giant. And there's a manga that I've read that I love called Male M A I L. And in that, there's a ghost girl that's in a house, but her whole face, just to give you scale, her whole face takes up a doorway. So the first time you see this ghost leaning over somebody, she's the ghost is large enough to eat that person in one bite. And I love that they went for that, like, when they show that window of the house and they superimpose or add that little effect shot of the ghost it's a huge ghost like like it's like 
It's not like a little stinger. It's a big stinger. That's freaking cool, man. I love that that idea. I, I wish they'd do that in an American one of those uh, one of those uh, Conjuring movies. Just have a for no reason. I mean, everything in those movies is for no reason. Yeah. But yeah. have a giant ghost, it's like a just like oversized, like it's Houseu even does it too, where the ghost just happens to be bigger than like because they're their spirit their spirit so they can do anything go ahead and go nuts with it you yeah know? it's man it's beautiful i like <clears throat> i really really adore bloody mu- muscle bodybuilder in hell yeah um it is it's extremely silly <laughs> but knowingly so but the thing that i love about it is just it's so it's just so creative, you know. Like even though it's ripping off a couple of movies, uh, more than that, I, I think you're right. I think Dead Alive or Brain Dead, depending on where you're from. Um, but I think you know, uh, Fukuzawa had seen plenty of that too, and yeah. and was borrowing some from that. But even for all the stuff he borrowed, there is stuff that he does that is just it's silly and fun and goopy and all of that stuff and you know for a movie that is again like 63 62 minutes long like you pack a lot of living into that hour like if all movies could be so economical (laughs) the the two scenes that that uh two little moments that we we didn't catch were uh one was his hairspray can uh shinji because he's so in love with himself he's fixing his hair and that one thing is the uh, little tiny can of hairspray which is not an aerosol. It is a spray bottle. Mm-hmm. So when he uses it to blow up um, uh, Mizuguchi's corpse earlier in the movie, <coughs> it, it like it blows up like it was contents under pressure. You know, it, <laughs> right. it, 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 he throws the can and then shoots it and it explodes. Like it's a red barrel that. in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Red Bull in a video game. That too. Gives you wings. Gives you wings, bruh. A red uh, barrel the, full of Red Bull. The other great moment is that Mika gets some hits in. And I looked away from this movie for a second. And Lieta's watching this with me and she's like, whoa. She just rabbit punched freaking that that head that dude's head in the face a bunch of times. Like I'm like, nice. Yeah. I, I I don't look away from this movie for a second. Once it gets going for this finale, you will miss something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This this is great stuff. This is made. This movie is made with love and and made with something like totally unique. Uh, There's so much goopy, goopy gore. Yeah, and uh, I I love that found footage kind of look to it by accident, you know. And I love the grudge, uh, like the the Ringu Juan kind of curse stuff that's in it. That's it's so funny because that stuff feels tacked on. Mm-hmm. in a good way mm-hmm. like in a good way but that stuff because none of that's an evil dead you know that's as foreign as it can get from the evil dead but it, here it is love it yeah it, it's a terrific movie uh I, <clears throat> i'm glad that it's so widely available and and you know like if if you're listening to this and you have shutter and you want to see something that's just ridiculous like the first I mean, it's only an hour long. Like the first fifteen minutes might have some ramp up, 
as, as far but even then like even that car trip where shinji is just like all right whatever brother i'll just be here drinking my energy drinks and you guys <laughs> talk about ghosts and goblins and whatever the hell uh i don't believe in none of that um i don't know why he's got a southern accent but you know shinji shinji do what shinji do um but yeah once it gets going it it's you know it does feel homemade in the best possible way you know it's it's kind of how i feel about the movie winter beast like i love i was gonna mention that yeah i love winter beast because it it doesn't make any sense but it's got moments in that movie that i will never ever forget and it it's completely done on the cheap but it's done done on, on the cheap by people who gave a shit and yeah. and fukuzawa gave a shit and you can tell that in every every frame of this movie he is trying to make something that isn't just a cheap horror movie right and i i love it i love it and and while i'm at it i, I love you oh i love you I thought of those two movies I referenced earlier. Oh, yes. There's two Japanese horror movies that are under an hour that you can kind of find if you do a little internet sleuthing. And the first one's called uh, Gaki Dama from 1985. Uh, It's 54 minutes. And all I can tell you is it looks bonkers. I have not watched it yet. Okay. Um, But it's very, very gory. Uh, Guy who, uh, infected by a demon... And uh, it's just really strange. The monster is really odd and everything. Um, another one that came out two years later is called... I have it in my files. Uh, <clears throat> I mean... <clears throat> I heard some people have it on their computers. Yeah. Uh, it's Conton, C-O-N-T-O-N. But in uh, on, on IMDb, it comes up as Jushin Densetsu... And it claims to be about a boy's nightmares about being stalked by a demon slowly transform into a terrifying reality. And there's nothing but goopy gore in all of the VHS artwork. So Great. And I thought of a third one. Okay. Another one that's... Uh, this one's 36 minutes called Biotherapy. Oh, I like um, the sound of from, that. This is 1986. Nasty Japanese gore fest about a group of Japanese scientists being stalked and viciously butchered by a creepy looking alien who's wearing a trench coat. So yeah, these little movies are out there and they're not that hard to find if you just use the Googleizer. Yeah, we might have to do a roundup of those. Of just like let's do I, a couple of them. I need obviously I need an excuse to watch them because yeah. I've been hovering around my consciousness or semi consciousness. I, look, semi-consciousness is one of my favorite states of being. It, as a wise person once said, it's the best of both worlds, alive and unconscious. Yeah, yeah give me some uh, some Al Pastor tacos, and I'll I'll see you in the semi-conscious. <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> I got an enchilada waiting for me after this, and that oh, man. that's just going to put me on the couch. I uh, this is unrelated to anything we've talked about, but before we recorded, I took a nap. <laughs> Uh, because Ooh. that's the kind of life I live and, uh, woke up with like drool coming out. Like I napped so hard. This wasn't like a delicate little cat nap where I came to, <laughs> like I came to and my girlfriend was like, are you okay? And I was like, well, and she was like, you were really snoring. Like you were going after it. 
And not only did I snore that much, I like I drooled at everything. I, I drooled on the dog. Is how, <laughs> <laughs> this is well, how passed also, out I was. So I don't know if it's the cold weather or if it's just we got a very uh, human-centric kitten. Um, we have a kitten that really loves to sleep with us. Like mm-hmm. She has to be in bed with us, passed out. And I, I don't know how she's sleeping through the night, almost the entire night. You know, I'll, I'll forgive her that five in the morning. Like, hey, hey, what's up? Yeah. Is the day starting now? <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's play. You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but like, man, I'm telling you, there's just something about waking up and realizing there's a six pound kitten that you could have killed with your big old body. Like, like, man, like, man, I hope you can claw me awake because if I roll over on you, you're a dead man. <laughs> the So... In our bed, there are two animals that sleep in the bed with us. And there's some pets as well. And, right. <laughs> well played. But no, so there's there's Johnson the dog who usually curls up oh. at the foot of the bed. So he's Johnson. mostly okay. But uh, every now and again, he gets needy and just decides that he is going to sleep flush against my body. Like, like a furry <laughs> lover. And... <laughs> The the other one though is a cat named Zombie, and oh, oh, Zombie, Zombie is about eighteen pounds. That's a big. That's a big baby. It's a big cat. Like she's on. <laughs> she's been on a diet. She's lost about three pounds. She was bigger before. Oh that. shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. So she's lost weight. But that cat will. Uh, my girlfriend refers to them as the Yentas because they like to sleep both between us. To keep us, you know, pure and chaste. <laughs> oh man, that's great. So that's keeping you honest. I like it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. God forbid we kick both of them out of the room. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel you. But I, there's something I really love about waking up in the morning, like when my head pops up. Like Johnson's head also pops up. He's like, "Oh, time to go." We doing this? You are you fucking around? It's I mean, time. you just are, is this just you pissing <laughs> or are we going? Right. And uh but I adore it. I love I love having an animal sleep. I like I know a lot of people are like I refuse to allow an animal in in my bed because yeah, they're filthy yeah. disgusting animals. But I'm like, "Eh, aren't we all I've requested the Leah to crate me at night." <laughs> just for her own. <laughs> For, for her own pleasure or safety. Nope. All right. Well, um, hey, man. This was, as per usual, a delight. Thank you so much for... Oh, look at that. There's a cat. Yeah, this is the big baby. Yeah. This one is three times the weight of the little kitten I showed you earlier, but she's scared to death of the new kitten. Yeah. She's totally intimidated. She's slinking all over this house like, where is it? Where the fuck is it? <laughs> Yeah, since since me and my girlfriend moved in together, we have between us five cats. Wow, wow! You know, you only see two or three of them at any given time because there there are a couple that keep to the shadows. Right. <laughs> but when I go to feed them, sure enough, there they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and every now and again, I'm like, wait a second, when did we get six? Hey, you get out of here! <laughs> You're a neighbor cat. Um. But anyway, what I was going to say is I, I thank you so much for doing this. I always have 
the absolute best time. Love to be here. When we, we get together and talk about this stuff. So, uh, you were taking a hiatus. Is there anything you want to pimp other than your relaxation and your peace of mind? Oh, man. Yeah. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We'll be back in 2024. I've got, we got big plans. I just needed a, a little breather. But, uh, yeah, as for other stuff, I'm still doing the Doomed Movie Thon YouTube channel. I'm fairly regular with, <laughs> you know, just being regular. Yeah. Now, fairly regular with my video output there been working my way through my giallo collection uh, just showing off all my cool crap that would be a child's college fund um i'm in the process of writing a giallo meltdown 2 so nice. my book about watching too many giallo movies is of course on amazon uh for people to help me reap the rewards of my evil self-publishing ways but yeah, Giallo Meltdown Volume Two. I, I have actually found more than enough movies to to fill a second volume of me torturing myself, watching like fifteen movies in a weekend, like a goofball. There, there's <laughs> nothing of like. There's no better way to take a break than to write a book. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm saving my I'm saving my brain from podcast editing and then destroying it with book editing like, yeah. a, like a like a cool dude <laughs> right yeah. yeah there's nothing more relaxing than reading what you've written and thinking i'm an idiot uh the most grateful i would be to anyone hearing this um i have a music channel that i've been uh putting a lot of work into it's called the slow wizard uh my my friend nicknamed me that that was my rap name in the 90s mm-hmm. and then one day i was rewatching big with tom hanks and he, at the beginning of the movie, he's playing that video game where he's fighting the slow wizard. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, is that where you got that? He's like, yeah, people think I'm really original, but I, I just steal shit from movies. And I'm like, <laughs> I just love big. <laughs> yeah, I, I, big is great. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, the slow wizard is my channel on YouTube. And it's just me making um, usually ambient, like relaxing stuff. I get a little weird sometimes. Sometimes I don't know what relaxing is, but if you guys would check that out it's it's pretty weird all right excellent man well everyone will subscribe to the slow wizard on youtube and if you don't i will find you and i will kill you (laughs) please um (laughs) with my muscles uh all right (laughs) thanks richard and uh i'll be right back to close the show and there you have it there is the end of our conversation about bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell as you can tell, we both really, really liked this movie and, and had a blast with it. And uh, as Richard promised, we have been looking at some of the sort of gonzo short uh, splatter fest films from Japan that we discussed on the show. And I think we're probably going to rejoin to do something about that or maybe the Junji Ito series on Netflix or, I mean, who knows? There are a number of options, but... We'll have Richard back uh, sooner rather than later. And be sure that you're uh, checking out his YouTube channel as well. Um, And for next time, we will be doing another uh, Found Footage Fool episode. This time on a movie that has been likened to the movie Be My Cat. Which, if you've never seen that Found Footage movie, uh, it is at the very least memorable. So, this is supposed to be uh, along those lines kind of crazy in that respect so we'll see i haven't watched it yet but that's the next thing we're gonna do uh i might watch it today as a matter of fact after i finish recording this uh, but i just want to say again thanks for sticking around for all the solo shows i hope you enjoyed them 
Um, I'm planning on doing a lot more guest work in the uh, coming months this year. So uh, it'll be a little less me by myself and a little more me with other people. And uh, whichever way you prefer it, uh, I appreciate you sticking around to listen. So that is it for this time. I will see you in a week and thank you as always for joining the Dark Parade. I'll see you next time. <laughs>